Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me today. I hope you're having a great day. I know that I am working on it. <laughs> it's better when I get to podcast. Let me just say that. When I get to write, it's always a good day. So I, I've been challenged recently by a friend and I appreciate her very much to write more and I really needed to get off my behind and do that. And And you're actually going to hear a little bit about that today. Uh, why I haven't been doing as much, Um, but I'm really glad you joined me today. You can find me pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard. So I'm not sure where you are now, but you can jump around to various different formats and you should find me. Just look for The Woman Inspired Podcast and you can find me on Instagram at One Woman Inspired. That's the number one followed by Woman Inspired. I appreciate you being here again. My name is Karen. Today's podcast episode is titled, It's Time to Talk to Jesus. So that might sound pretty simple, but there's a a whole big meaning behind it for me personally. And if you've never talked to Jesus, I'm going to encourage you to do so. And you'll hear today why. And if you haven't in a while, you'll also hear today why it's so important. Although most of us who have had conversations with the Lord know why it's so important. But boy, it's really easy to forget. And it's really easy to set your relationship with God aside for other things. So today's pod quote, a quote that I start off with every episode, is by, I don't know who, it's anonymous, but the quote says, everyone gets stuck. Those of us destined for greatness are those of us who religiously practice getting unstuck. I'll repeat that because I think I didn't say word correctly anyway. Everyone gets stuck. Those of us destined for greatness are those of us who religiously practice getting unstuck. All right. So growing up, my dad used to pray with us. Um, and we always prayed before a meal and he would refer to it as talking to Jesus. When we would sit down to eat, instead of what most people say, oh, we're going to say grace, or we're going to say a blessing over the food, or we're going to thank the Lord for this food. My dad taught us when we were little that it was time to talk to Jesus. So I wonder what you're going through today that might be helped if you took some time or some extra time to talk to Jesus. And I'm not just talking about thanking him for the hot dog and French fries you're going to eat for dinner. Um, I'm just saying other times, what other times do you talk to Jesus? I know there are people out there who are in the same place or same season I'm in right now. And some of you who have just come through what I've gone through, or you might even be headed into it. So I'm hoping that today what I share with you might help you out at least a little bit, or maybe you know somebody who could uh, benefit from hearing this message today. So God has really been moving me and convicting me. Oh boy, is he convicting me and showing me some things about him, but also about myself, about life. So many things. I certainly couldn't cover them all in one podcast. But it's to the point that I was outside the other day doing some yard work and I just felt suddenly overwhelmed with this this deep feeling from within that just, it literally stopped me in my tracks. Here I was, I had dirt on my hands. I was outside. Thankfully, there weren't a lot of people around. Okay, there were no people around. It was just cows and my dog. But um, it definitely was something that not was not of me. I was content just being outside doing yard work. 
This was of God because it was more than a feeling. It was what I would call an unction. An unction is defined as spiritual fervor or an expression of spiritual fervor. Now, fervor is an intense and passionate feeling. So basically, the best way I can explain it is that God was moving me. The Holy Spirit just filled me with this fervor and this passion in the moment. It was very intense. So here I was with this hands uh, covered with dirt and in the mulch and had dirt on my face, a trowel in my hand. And I just started bawling. I mean, bawling and crying because I felt such immense, intense, overwhelming passion to jump back into ministry full force with both feet. And that's something I haven't felt in about a year and a half. It, it just hasn't been that way. I've spent a year being still not now. Let me just preface this by saying God did not tell me to stay still, but I was being still. So yeah, the COVID culture had a little bit to do with it, but it was more of a Karen culture, Karen thing in my head, not a COVID thing. So for some time now I've felt stuck. And if you've heard some of my previous podcasts and, and as my podcasts have gotten further and further apart over the last six to eight months, you've heard me I think talk in several of them about how I felt a little bit stalled, but this episode, if you will, this instance of uh, kind of being cornered by God the other day and being overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit woke me up and I really needed it. I don't know if you've ever felt, I don't know, stalled, if you've ever felt that way yourself or maybe stuck in the muck and the mud of what happened yesterday and the day before, or maybe even what happened 10 years ago. Sometimes I feel that way. And I've, I've been going over and over these things in my head and in my flesh for several months now. <laughs> I'm recording this podcast and uh, my window's open. And so if you hear the train, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I have, let me get back on my train of thought. Haha. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I felt this way um, where I've been stuck. And going over and over things in my head that I really have no business going over and over the last several months. So for me, it's not stuck like I'm revving up the engine, raring to go all the time. And I can't because I'm spinning my wheels because something's holding me back. But it's more like a feeling as if um, I'm just not going anywhere. I'm just not, I'm not even revved up. I mean, my wheels won't even budge. I don't, my engine won't turn on. It's like, I haven't been able to focus to even put the key in the ignition. So it's that kind of a stuck at times, even though I, I feel ready, um, mentally, and I have great plans in my head, it's as if it all hits me at once. This force just pulls me back or pulls the key out of the ignition. It's something like being stuck in the mud, but somewhat like quicksand. Like I slowly plot along in whatever it is. It could be my quest to write and podcast, some health challenges I'm facing or working around the house, uh, even doing gardening, reading the Bible, reaching out to others, studying. I, I look up and, and see that I've taken less than one step forward when all along I thought I'd been making a lot of headway. I've known something has been going on, but I haven't always been able to identify just what it is. And yeah, I'd say I'm slow in moving. <laughs> I'm coated by that mud and that muck that my brain has been just bathing in and going over and over and over again. And I mean, I am in slow motion. 
I have don't know that I have ever been this way before except this last year to year and a half. I do have to say that there are those other times when I think I'm just so busy in my brain that my busy, busy, busy thoughts get in the way of me discerning what's going on with the rest of me. So with my heart, my spirit, my goals, my relationships, my overall journey, it's like I think too much and it gets in the way. So I have to stop, breathe, seek God, repeat, <laughs> stop, breathe, seek God, repeat until he gives me a clue or I'm, I'm awake enough spiritually to get a clue. And we figure it out together. And I feel the overwhelming need to confess that at times, especially lately, I've used the good old Christian get out of jail card, get out of jail free card to excuse being stuck in the muck and mud and allowing myself to mentally stay there and not work to get out of it. I know God has called me to make headway, but I've used this, what I call Christian get out of jail free card the overquoted facebook memed to the hilt bible scripture that is taken out of context over and over and used in many ways i am confident god never intended for it to be used you know what i'm talking about yeah the verse that says be still and know that i am god yes that's right and we use this scripture to justify being complacent or lazy in our walk with the lord and and in fulfilling the mission and purpose he has for us. Be still and know that I am God. Now I have heard or read it once. Um, I have heard and read it probably a thousand times. Not just once but a thousand times. Something along the lines of. Uh, well y'all know that God is just telling me to be still. Uh huh yeah yeah. You know that. You know what I mean don't you? I mean I'm just supposed to stop doing everything. I'm going nowhere. I'm not volunteering. No place, no how. I just don't even have the energy to do that. Isn't God great? He knew I'd up and just do, do, do whatever I wanted. If he didn't put his hand on me and just give me this blessing of temporary exhaustion and laziness right now. So I would be still for his purpose, of course. (laughs) Okay, that's exaggerated. Yes. But I actually heard a woman say something very similar to that one time when I was at a conference. I was getting ready to talk about being still and what the scriptures actually say about what being still is. And in between sessions, I heard this woman say this, that she was just felt so was just feeling so blessed that her exhaustion coincided with God telling her to be still and that while other people might see her as lazy, um, she just felt like she was not supposed to be doing anything right now. Uh, helping people, giving of her time, doing anything because God wanted her to be still. But she did go on and on and say how she was additionally thankful that God had blessed her with the time and energy to clean their boat so they could go on a long weekend water skiing trip to a lake and also blessed her with the ability to keep up her monthly bunco nights with her girlfriends. So <laughs> I, it was interesting because I was getting ready to speak on being still. And being still in a biblical way, and that's a whole nother podcast, is not quite what we mean, uh, or not quite what we take it to mean, and not quite the way we use it. Again, we use it as an excuse. I mean, have you heard all this before, or something similar? Or maybe you've said it to yourself, um, or said it to someone else about yourself, and used that quote from Psalm 46 to justify staying put at a time when God is actually calling you to move? 
because you were either overwhelmed, afraid, unmotivated, intimidated, or you're comparing yourself to someone else and their calling. So you, you feel like, oh no, I wouldn't do as good a job. So no, maybe I'm not supposed to do that now. Even though God has been calling you over and over again, he's not been telling you to be still, but it's sure easy to lean on that scripture and say, oh, well, you, you take your fear and you turn it into something else. You take your, your that scripture and you turn it into an excuse. I know I've used that saying myself and I've used that as a cop out before. I didn't really know I was doing it in the moment, but boy, I sure knew later, especially when God dealt with me over it. But why do we do that? I have to ask myself the same thing because not meaning to be disobedient, I was being disobedient. I was being still, or actually I wasn't being still because being still has to do with allowing God to have control. And I wasn't being still in my thoughts. I was worrying, going over things, which is what I've been doing the last year and a half. I haven't been still, uh, and I haven't thankfully used that as an excuse the last while, but I've done it in the past. Um, gone over things in my head over and over and over again and using, oh, I must be still. God wants me to be still as an excuse. Right now I've just been stuck. And um, there have been a few times I've used that cop out when I knew that no way, no how did I actually believe I was supposed to be still in that moment, but I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do or how I was supposed to do it. So being still sounded like a reasonable godly excuse to me. (laughs) But the fact was, I wasn't hearing from God or, or more, more to, to the point, I wasn't paying attention, uh, to what God was telling me because frankly, I wasn't talking to Jesus. I had mud in my eyes and it was stuck in my ears, impairing my vision and impairing my discernment because I was stuck in the muck and mud of a past situation that was weighing me down. And that's, what's been happening, uh, a good part of the last year or year and a half. Um, the past baggage was covering me up in this mud, in this spiritual mental mud and out of my waking and my sleeping in the midst of my work, in the midst of play, distracting me from writing, distracting me from speaking and reaching other people and doing what I knew I was supposed to do. So there it was, this underlying situation that I had not dealt with that I thought I had dealt with and it kept pulling at me. It was pulling me down into this muddy quicksand style place of pity and pain. And in turn, I was not being still. I was just plain being stuck. You know, quicksand is not just like mud. It it looks like mud and it probably feels like mud, but once you try to get out of it, it pulls you down even more. So that's kind of the best thing I can liken it to and tell you how I have felt lately. I might not have fully recognized it or wanted to acknowledge it in the moment, but I knew something wasn't right. Something has been off. And the more I got caught in this mud, the less I talked to Jesus about it. And I used that whole be still mantra as my excuse. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times God does indeed tell us to be still. And he has done that to me more than a handful of times. And for those times, I am extremely thankful. But this has been different. How is it different? Okay, well, have you heard of an armchair warrior or a backseat driver? Someone who sits in one position but plays out reality of being in that other position in their head? Like maybe someone who will sit in their chair and cheer on a quarterback, but that person longs to play the game but won't get up and do it for him or herself. 
Sure, sometimes we have valid reasons for not trying out for the team or not driving the car ourselves instead of just sitting in the back and telling someone else how to do it as we grip the door handle as if our lives depended on it. (laughs) But then there are many times for many of us that we sit in that chair in one place with a little movement, longing to be on that field or behind the wheel of that car or on that adventure or doing this thing or going on this mission or that mission, but instead we sit in fear, stuck, marinating in our own thoughts and our own regrets and our own worries, um, proclaiming we're destined to be the driver or be the quarterback, but saying God told us to be still instead. And I'm right there with you, sad to stay, sad to say it. I would stay put. I don't call it an armchair warrior or reclining running back or a backseat driver though. Um, I call it a beanbag ballerina. (laughs) Yeah. The young girl dreaming her dreams of dancing in a ballet, but too intimidated and afraid to get up out of that pretty pink beanbag and try out for the nutcracker or some other performance. So she sits planted where she landed when she first fell that very first time or collapsed in exhaustion from hard work or where someone made fun of her and so she went and hit her head and lay down in the beanbag that hurt and that fear that was thrown at her as she compared herself to other people um and had these voices in her head got to be too much so she goes over and over and over them in her head as she sits there in the beanbag wishing she could be a ballerina telling herself she is a ballerina But all the while, actually, she's a beanbag ballerina. So what should I do instead of chowing down on my favorite candy while lounging in a beanbag? Okay, disclaimer here, I really don't do beanbags anymore because this is just a metaphor. Just to let you know, getting myself up out of a beanbag would be like a chicken trying to get out of a fox's mouth. Nearly impossible. (laughs) I'd lose all my tail feathers in the process. Trust me, it would not be a pretty picture. Okay, but I digress on that. The point is, instead of my sitting in muck and mud in my fear and my hurt I should stop using the be still excuse stop talking myself out of something I know my heart and head are prompting me to do and start talking to Jesus about it it's not just seeking Jesus it's talking to him listening to him and being in relationship with him You see, what I've realized throughout the last year of viruses, shutdowns, and lockdowns is that while some people have shouted out and won't shut up, others have closed themselves off and shut down. I came very near to truly shutting down completely, not because of COVID, but because of all the consequences of this worldwide pandemic culminated into just too much time for me to think too much time to sit, too much time to get comfy in my beanbag chair and go over and over the muck and mud from my life in my life circumstances and things in my past. And it took, gave me too much time to roll in it like a little piggy. I was just rolling in the mud. I decided that analyzing my stuckness was a good idea. (laughs) And so I felt all the pain from my past all over again that I thought I had put to rest and gotten rid of. I thought I had put this junk at the foot of the cross, but I picked it all back up in an effort to analyze it because that's what the world says to do, right? Oh, we have to to analyze it. We have to process it properly. Well, I did actually process it properly, but when you have too much time to think and you're not staying on the path that God wants you to stay on, you start to pick up old things because 
you need to keep your brain busy and that's what it does. So instead of letting this catapult me forward, um, and leap out of it, I decided to stay in it. Well, I can't say I technically decided. I just did it. It overwhelmed me so much that I felt like I couldn't get out of it. It grabbed a hold of me and tugged at me every time I tried to walk away from it. Instead of moving forward, I parked in it. The, the too much thinking, the overanalyzing, it hurt. It was painful. And I unwittingly decided to park in my pain instead of move forward out of it once and for all, like I thought I was going to do. You know, I felt these twinges and these thoughts here and there of these things that I knew I dealt with, but I felt like there was something more I needed to learn from them. So instead of just touching on it and learning from them, I parked in it. I didn't, it was no drive-by analysis. It was no um, learning something in the moment and moving on. I parked in that pain. And when I did, it just brought me back down into this muddy, mucky place. I mean, have you ever seen a pig wallow in the mud? Because I think surely that must be what I've looked like for the last year. Maybe not physically, but emotionally and mentally, just like a little pig rolling in the mud. Is that what you're doing? I'm wondering, am I alone in this? I've done it and it was hedging on um, something even deeper and, and something that would truly swallow me up. I was hedging in on doing it yet again the other day when I was out in the yard doing this yard work I was telling you about. And then this unction, this fervor, this overwhelming call to my spirit came and just waylaid me. God showed me as clear as day that I was starting to sin, sink back into this uh, mud and I needed to gain some control of it. I now know some things about myself I didn't know till this past year. I know I can get in a pity party. Um, in a pit of mud that's filled with this horrible past um, regret and mud and muck and mire. But you know what? It's so easy to do because it's kind of comforting. Do you know what I mean? I know that I can go there, but I also know how dangerous it is to go there because it's comforting. I remember when I was younger, our whole family got into this huge mud fight. It was so much fun. And then we were too tired to really go in and wash off. I did not want to go in and have to deal with the mud. It was easier to sit outside for an hour covered in mud than to go in and deal with the cleaning and the changing clothes and washing the mud out of my hair. And not to mention the whole family had to do it. So it was quite a chore. I mean, the mud fight was great fun. And that's the way my family is. And I loved it. But in reality, sometimes it's a whole lot easier to stay stuck in the mud than to fight your way out of it. It can be cushy and comforting. But let me ask you, Is it time for a mud fight? Is it time that we throw the mud off? Are you ready to fight? Are you ready to get out of whatever it is that you're stuck in that you can't get out of? Because that's where I am. And that's where I've been the last few weeks is I am ready for a mud fight. I am ready to get out of it. Maybe it's a muddy rut of bad behaviors you have. Maybe it's a negative attitude or constant attacks from the devil that you can't seem to get away from. Maybe you're stuck in bad habits that are affecting your health or you're stuck in an addiction or maybe you have an eating disorder or you feel just feel lost and alone or helpless without purpose and your brain keeps taking you to the past and giving you um, reason to pick up what you already set down. If it's time for a mud fight, Maybe you've known for a while that it's time for a mud fight and you just have felt too tired 
to help yourself out of that muddy pit and begin to fight. Or maybe you're still using the being I must be still as an excuse to stay where you are because you're tired and you're just at that point where you don't know where to turn to. Then I want to encourage you to do what my dad always told us to do. Talk to Jesus. Psalm 145, 18, 19 says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, We are to cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for us. And Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So let me remind you what God reminded me of the other day. If you're stuck and you don't know what to do, it's time to talk to Jesus. Cry out to him. He cares where you are and why you're there. And more importantly, he's right there with you. But he doesn't want you to stay stuck wishing for something different, fancying yourself as just a beanbag ballerina the rest of your life. He has a call on your life and he will show you if you talk to him. And you listen to him. And let me tell you clearly what God showed me that made me cry and snot and slobber with emotion and conviction the other day while I was doing yard work. He showed me that when I'm stuck in the mud and all around me, there's just a sea of old, thick muddiness. Whether it's from my own doing or others who've been throwing mud at me. I can rest assured and so can you. That if God can part the seas for the Israelites to walk through, then he can part the mud and make a way out for us too. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. I hope that something I've said today will resonate with you. That you um, that you take what you've learned today and you share it with others. And that you don't give up. I know it's easy to get stuck. It's easy to put yourself back in a place that you don't belong. God never wants us to be stuck and he never wants us to use his word um, and his scripture as an excuse. So I encourage you to delve into the times uh, that he really wants you to be uh, still and to let go of that as an excuse when you really know that we're not supposed to be still. So I hope that you have a uh, wonderful day. I hope this has blessed you and I hope you'll tune back in. Please like, follow, and share. Thank you.